You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 240. Well, hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard, and this week we are hosting our PMO Health Assessment Workshop. It is live, it is free, and I'm only going to have the recording around for a few days because then we're going to switch gears and start focusing on all of the prep work for the Impact Engine book, which is coming out later this year. So much more to come on that soon. PMO Health Assessment Workshop is being done in partnership with Cyforma. Now, for years, Keydin, which is now part of Cyforma, has been doing this PMO Outlook report. And I always find the data that comes back on this report very interesting. I find it interesting what things change year to year and what things don't, and which of those things should be changing. So today we're going to talk a little bit about some of the findings from this report and what they're making me want to make sure you know with respect to how you can make a bigger impact with your PMO and make sure it's on the right track. And I'd love to have you join me at our PMO Health Assessment Workshop. So if you are listening to episode 240, this episode, the week it comes out, you will still be able to get into the Health Assessment Workshop. It will be live on January 30th. So you can go to pmostrategies.com forward slash workshop to register for this free workshop. And In that workshop, I'm going to be addressing some of the things that are showing up on things like this PMO Outlook report, the challenges that you're experiencing, and what you need to do about them. So the very first thing we're going to do in this series is talk about how we can transform PMOs into organizational powerhouses. So for the next few weeks, I'm going to be exploring some seismic changes happening in modern PMOs and how they're delivering value as strategic drivers of impact for their businesses. So across this series, we're going to unpack the step-by-step evolutionary path that's taking place and what you need to be thinking about and doing about it. So we're going to start first with some of the things that are changing and where it makes sense. I will reference data from this PMO Outlook report, and you can go to our show notes for pmostrategies.com forward slash 240 if you want to see this report as well as register for our PMO Health Assessment Workshop taking place on January 30th. Okay, let's dive in. First and foremost, if you are paying attention, you're seeing that the landscape is changing for PMOs. And if you've been listening to the podcast, I'm constantly talking about that because one, I'm helping to drive that evolution because I know that PMOs need to be more than box checking administrative overhead And I'm not saying that yours is, but I am saying that a lot of executives perceive that that's what their PMOs are. And interestingly, in this PMO Outlook report, it's not just the executives that are thinking that. So we'll talk a little bit about that in this series. But first and foremost, if you don't know that you're in a really transformational time for PMOs, then I want this to be your wake-up call. Because for decades... PMOs were primarily measured on delivering projects on time and on budget. And as long as your projects hit those two targets, your PMO is considered successful. But over the last few years, thanks to many strong influencers in this space, shout out to all of my rabble rousers, troublemakers, and influencers that have been trying to support this shift, 
you see a lot of those folks at the Impact Summit every year, for example. There's a reason we have the voices we do in these events is that we are trying to help you as a PMO leader be more successful and understand what your executives wish you knew. So that's why we're talking about the things that we're talking about. We're trying to help make sure that you understand that there is a shift happening. It's a definite shift in what success really means for PMOs now. And we need to make sure that you know what success looks like because those two metrics of on time and on budget are a really, really, really small part of the story. And you might be saying, yeah, but I know that yeah, but monster might be crawling up on your shoulder and saying, yeah, but not in our organization. We're all about on time and on budget. And that's all our executives ask us about. Mm, Okay. So if that's all they're asking you about, that doesn't mean that's all they care about. And it also means they don't think you can give them answers to better questions. I want to let that sink in for a second. If the only thing your executives are asking you about is on time and on budget, then I want you to consider that it might be because they think that's all you can tell them. And you must know by now that that is not how they define success. We've got tons of episodes of this podcast on that, okay? And you'll hear me talk about it at the health assessment workshop. Your executives care about a lot more than that. So if that's all they're asking about or that's all the information you're providing to them, you may want to be thinking about looking at some different metrics. Don't worry, we'll talk more about that. So the business landscape has changed. The pace of change has accelerated in every industry and companies expect their PMOs to step up and drive real business value. Whether that's increased revenue, reduced risks, higher efficiencies, or other competitive advantages. And simply tracking timelines and spend is no longer enough. I see PMOs going through a whole mindset shift to redefine what success looks like in today's landscape. And there's a few key areas where progressive PMOs are setting new expectations and really getting ahead. And if you're listening and you're part of the Impact Engine system, you already know a lot of this and you are already hearing a lot of this from me because we cover the whole whole mindset shift that you need to make in stage one. So if you've just started in the program, go check out stage one and you will see all of the parts that I'm talking about from the entire strategy life cycle, all the way through the impact driver mindset shifts you need to make and every step in between to make sure that you have a much stronger foundation to build upon. Okay. And if you aren't in the program and you're building a PMO or rescuing one, or you're trying to get your PMO elevated and in this new kind of PMO powerhouse or redefining PMO success, you really should be in the impact engine system, my friend. It's got everything you need. So the first place you need to be look is broadening the on time and on budget metrics. And yes, those are still table stakes, but the projects with the biggest business impact may not always fit neatly into those narrow constraints. Emergent opportunities or strategic shifts or market shifts or major changes like that might require you to break the on time, on scope, on budget conversation and really think about what's going on. Think about what happened during the COVID-19 pandemic. Think about 2020 and the March, April, May timeframe when your business leaders were freaking out and trying to figure out how to shift everything they were doing overnight. That's where PMO leaders that were really knocking it out of the park had their seat at the table 
and really helped to drive the right conversations there. And a bunch of our students were in that position where they were being asked to help the organization figure out how it was going to change and shift and adapt so that it could thrive even during times of chaos. So there will be times where emergent opportunities or strategic shifts might require changes in scope or timeline to drive more value than the project originally was going to. And that's okay. We can't get so constrained by time and scope and budget when really the project shouldn't even proceed unless you can change the timeline or unless you can change the scope. And a lot of times I see PMO leaders and project managers saying, no, 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 we got to keep to the original time and scope and budget. And that makes the project less valuable. Therefore, you and the project managers less valuable to the business leaders because you keep locking them in to a meh, okay project that isn't even going to get them the results they need and push that into a phase two where market opportunities get missed. Okay, so successful PMOs now know how to balance delivery metrics and business value metrics. They need to intimately understand what initiatives influence revenue, cost, efficiency, and risk management the most and feed that information into the conversation. But here's something I found very interesting when I was looking at the PMO Outlook report that's the 2024 edition that looks back at 2023 and the way executives, PMO leaders, and project managers are responding. When asked the question about how the PMO is primarily measured, 25% said on time and on budget, and 30% said delivering the most valuable projects, and 12% said driving the business forward, 18% said achieving and exceeding stakeholder expectations, or 15% said achieving agreed upon soft benefits. So there's probably some overlap in there. But what's interesting is that that's kind of what they're saying about how they're being measured. But when you look at the metrics that they have to actually measure their success, the metrics don't line up with it. So the metrics that they have are closer to on time and on budget when that's actually what they're measuring, but how they're being measured, you see the difference? So what the PMO people are measuring is on time and on budget and saying, great, we're successful because we did that. But then when you look at how they're being measured by others, the numbers are a little bit different. And what's interesting is that when you look at how does the organization as a whole for these people define project failure, stakeholders are not satisfied with the end result was almost half. It was 43%. So stakeholder satisfaction was the biggest way that a project was defined as failing, but that doesn't have anything to do with on time and on budget necessarily. And when you go back and look at how they're being measured by others, it's stakeholder satisfaction, agreed upon benefits, et cetera. Again, it's not in alignment with the way that they're defining project failure. So when we've got all this data that is conflicting, and that's telling a very important story that we need to get our act together when it comes to what we're measuring and one, move beyond on time and on budget focus and really look at not just stakeholder satisfaction, but are we actually achieving the business benefits this project was intended to achieve? And oh, by the way, project success is not the only indicator of PMO success. Okay, we've talked about this before on the podcast. I will come back to it again, don't you worry. But you need to be thinking about that. Project success is not the only way a PMO should be defining business success. 
And that takes me to the next thing I want to talk to you about, which is becoming a trusted strategic advisor. One of the other things that we see with PMOs is the need to elevate their role to be much more of a trusted strategic advisor to the executive team. And getting a seat at the table lets you more clearly see the business priorities and the competitive changing landscape and like the things that are going to come to you in advance so that you know what's coming, right? The business problems of your business leaders are your problems. I'm going to say that again. The business problems of your business leaders are your problems. And the more you know about what the business problems are that your business leaders have, the more effectively, proactively, and successfully you can actually solve those business problems. If you don't know what's keeping them up at night, then how in the world are you supposed to solve for it? And I'm not saying the PMO should just jump in and solve every problem. I have seen PMOs be put in terrible positions of having to like be the HR function for their organization because human resources isn't doing their job. And I'm not saying that's across the board. I've just seen that kind of problem happen. And or, you know, IT doesn't do what they're supposed to do. And so the PMO is having to take it up. I'm not talking about the PMO becoming the problem solver of every problem in the organization, but you sure as heck should be able to help them solve the problems of delivering on their strategy. That's the point of having you there. The PMO is there to help the organization achieve its strategic objectives and get to those better business outcomes with the highest impact possible, the highest return on investment possible for that strategy. So you can provide data, insights, and guidance that can inform the major portfolio level decisions that leadership needs to make, but only if you're at the table with them. And this allows the PMO to help optimize the portfolio for maximum value rather than just incrementally improving project delivery. So you see what I'm talking about here? You can measure and should be focused on that higher level perspective and you can't do that unless you get the seat at the table. So how do you do that? Well, as a PMO leader, you're going to have to spend less time in the project execution weeds and more time tying the various work streams and projects and portfolios all together to create an enterprise picture. That enterprise visibility, connecting the projects to the money that they're going to save or that they're going to make, or the business problems that are going to get solved, or the efficiencies that are going to be created. You see how I'm talking here? I'm talking about the business outcomes, the stuff that the business leaders actually care about. Remember, you have to be able to give your business leaders the gap filler that they're looking for. I cannot tell you the number of times that in our consulting practice, as a CEO, I go in and talk to the CEO of the company that we're working with. And every time what I hear from these CEOs, it's the same thing again and again and again, and it's so super frustrating. I hear from these CEOs, my teams want me to make decisions and they're not giving me the information I need to do so. Now, remember, tying back to what I talked about in the beginning here, when I was talking about how if executives are only asking you about on time and on budget, it's because they don't think you can give them anything better. But there's a lot better metrics that they actually need to know and that they care about. You want to be in a position to be that trusted strategic advisor that is helping them solve the business problems they have now and see more clearly into the future about what's happening, what's to come, and how you can help them solve the problems of tomorrow by setting them up for success today. So let's talk a little bit about 
aligning success metrics with business goals, because that's really what we're talking about doing here. The most successful PMOs tightly align project success metrics with specific business goals. And how do they do that? Through a business case. And then they elevate all of that to look at the higher level strategy and how that strategy is driving the projects that are even being decided to be done through the portfolios and starting from that top-down approach, looking at strategy, strategy to products, and from products to portfolios and programs and projects. All of that needs to be tied together in a way that shows that all the work that's being done aligns to the goals. Now, every initiative can tie back to one or more financial, operational, or strategic goal posts in your organization. That doesn't mean every project is what you in your organization will consider quote unquote strategic, but you should be able to tie it back to somebody's goals, right? Like the operations teams have goals, the financial teams have goals, the tech teams have goals, and all of those should be aligned back to the strategic goals of the organization. So for example, a growth project focused on e-commerce channel expansion, for example, should connect clearly to a revenue target, while a digital transformation initiative might actually focus more on risk and modernization of systems and efficiency gains. So not everything has to be tied back to revenue. It's the kind of the project that you're doing and the business goals that you're trying to achieve, and then tying those together and making sure you have metrics that are meaningful against those business goals. Now, what this does for your executives is it maintains this line of sight from work happening on the ground all the way up to the enterprise results and targets at the portfolio and program and multi-portfolio perspective, depending on how you all are set up in your organization. And can you see that if you were a CEO and you had this kind of information put in front of you, what it would mean with respect to what you'd be able to do to solve problems for your organization? This allows for accurate benchmarking of success at every single level from the individual contributor tasks on projects all the way up through the project leadership, through the department leadership, through the business units, all the way up to the C-suite. And then what the PMO gets to do is show that they're the ones that are creating that linkage that empowers that better data-driven decision-making. What does that do? It puts you at the center of the solutions and the information that that CEO that's complaining that they don't have the information they need to make decisions, it puts you as the answer to that problem. These are the kinds of measures that enable PMOs to demonstrate tangible business impact rather than just focusing on project execution proficiency. And that is truly defining what a successful PMO looks like nowadays. And it's what you need to be thinking about when you're trying to solve the business problems. When I looked at this PMO Outlook report, I was so upset to see so many of the same problems coming up this year as have been in many previous years. For example, and we'll talk a lot about this in a separate episode, resource management. Resource problems were the number one problem that the executives, PMO leaders, and project managers that completed this PMO Outlook survey all complained about. That was the same top problem last year, and I believe the year before that. I mean, it might be the fourth year in a row that resource management has become the top pain point for everyone in the organization. But there are so many ways to solve that without cramming more projects in 
or shoving more percentages of utilization at people and saying that that's what success looks like. So we're going to talk on an entire episode just about the things you can do for resource management, ways to address it without just adding resources or complaining that you have not enough resources for the work. So I'm going to break that in a whole separate episode in this series because that needs some time and attention because clearly it's still a problem for a lot of people because 46% of the project practitioners said that that was their number one biggest challenge. And when you dive deeper into the data, it says the capacity planning was 50% the number one most challenging aspect of resource management. Now, what I want you to be thinking about, is it because you have the wrong tool? Is it because you feel like you don't have a tool and that's why you can't do this? Is it changes on projects? Is it lack of prioritization? Or is it just too much work? So we'll talk about that on a separate episode. And so if you're having these challenges that I'm talking about here and any of this is resonating with you, or you're thinking, yeah, but how do I do all this? If that yeah, but monster is back, you need to be coming to the PMO Health Assessment Workshop. Just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash workshop. And don't worry, even if we're in like episode 280 and you're coming back and listening to this, still go to that link and I will have something for you to help you assess the health of your PMO and get some good advice on all of these different things you can be doing to help elevate the impact. Don't worry, I've got you. Okay, so I'm gonna be real with you here and let you know that I hear you. I know that making this shift, elevating PMOs to drive more value is certainly easier said than done. It requires some fundamental changes for many PMOs. Upskilling team capabilities to enable this strategic advisory role is a critical part of it. That includes both leadership and business acumen, contextualizing work, and possibly even technical savvy to provide actionable intelligence to the executives so that they don't keep complaining, they don't have what they need to make good decisions. But that doesn't mean that what we're talking about doing is impossible. But it is going to take some conviction from the top. Your executives are going to have to be a part of the solution. And when looking at these survey results and answering the question, what stops your PMO from improving? 30% said no executive support. 25% said reluctance to give up legacy functions. 24% said reluctance to commit money and energy. And 21% said lack of understanding the need. You know what that tells me? 100% of the respondents were saying they didn't have executive support. Every one of those things was about executive support, whether they said it or not. They called it out. 30% of them actually called it out. But when we look at lack of understanding of the need, reluctance to give up legacy functions, reluctance to commit money and energy, that's 100% of executives not really understanding what it takes to solve this problem. So don't you for a second think, my friend, that you have to solve this on your own. The secret is going to be helping your executives understand how to embrace the PMO as that value driver and integrate them into both strategic planning and outcome reviews and the cultural shifts that are going to be necessary in order to do that. It's going to require educating your executives on where the real problems are, where the real pain points are, and what's going to have to be done to solve them. And that's the problem we have is that so many PMO leaders don't even know how to talk to your executives about the challenges in a way that gets them to care or change. So we're going to talk about this at the workshop. I cover this in a lot of detail in the Impact Engine System and the Impact Accelerator Mastermind for this reason, because a lot of PMO leaders 
don't know how to do this. And you are going to have to be willing to drive this transformation, but you do not have to do it alone. You're going to have to address any skill gaps or perception gaps that you have. Are you seen as a business leader? Are you with a seat at your table in the leadership circle in your organization? Do they pull you into the conversations? If you're nodding yes, awesome. You're on track. Let's figure out how you elevate. But if you are not, then that's what's preventing the success. But we can't have PMO leaders just complaining that the executives are the problem. You have to know how to solve it. And that's what we're going to be spending time doing in the workshop. And that's what we're going to be spending time doing in the next several episodes. So make sure you tune in in the coming weeks as we tackle some of these topics. And I can give you some ways to solve some of these problems so that you can not only be there and be the solution to the pain points your executives have, but they want you a part of the solution. They're begging for you to be a part of it because they see you as the trusted advisor that helps them drive a bigger impact. So I want you to hear me very clearly when I say, be valuable if you want to be seen as valuable. I'm gonna say that again. Be valuable if you want to be seen as valuable. If you want them to see you as an impact driver, if you want your executives and all of your other stakeholder groups seeing you as a valuable strategic asset for the organization, you've got to actually be valuable, which means you have to be solving their business problems. So again, these are the kinds of things that I have seen PMO leaders, strategy delivery leaders around the world solve because they're doing it every day in the Impact Engine system and in our Impact Accelerator Mastermind. All of our clients are solving these problems, knocking them down one after the other after the other, because that's what we teach you to do. So please subscribe to this podcast, download these episodes, and join me for the Health Assessment Workshop at pmostrategies.com forward slash workshop, and keep going with us on this journey, and I will help you get there. I've got your back every step of the way. So over the next several weeks, we're going to pick apart various pain points that came up in this survey and things that I know you can solve for so that next time they do a survey like this, or maybe we'll just do our own later this year, I want to know that we're actually moving the needle, not just PMO strategies, not just my troublemaking influencers that are shifting this whole industry that started way back when folks like Mark Price Perry were calling for the business-driven PMO all the way to our impact engine system today and all of the fabulous troublemakers in between that have been pushing and moving the needle through their voices. I want you in your organization to be a part of that movement and a part of that change. And it's why we wrote the Impact Engine book that is coming out later this year. That's why we host the Impact Summit. That's why we're doing everything we're doing and you need to be that queen chess piece on the chessboard, driving the change your business leaders want. And we're gonna help you get there every step of the way. So come back with me next week. We'll continue this conversation. We will find other places where the pain points and challenges that were brought up in this PMO Outlook survey are turned into an opportunity for you to drive a higher level of impact in your organization. I hope to see you to the workshop and have a very high impact day. Bye-bye for now.